0: Space can be to
1: Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 307 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I am your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our head of health and safety. That's Commander uh, Ed Levice, Ben Mosswoodwood.
2: Oh, we did stuff about tech givens and things, didn't we? Um, we did,
1: but I can't be yeah, bothered I now. Ha-
2: no, no. Can, I, no can oh, I it's such to- a good joke. Oh, Beetle Beetlejuice did make a, a nice comment about being a tech bonobo, and there were some other comments about tech orangutans from Jonathan T. Uh, Tea Time, or a tech baboon from Commander Miggles.
1: And I, I think I think Gibbon is certainly good enough because I, 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 you
0: know
2: I'm
1: the God. I'm the librarian. If, if 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 there's one person who should be an orangutan, it's me. So.
2: <laughs> that is
1: true, that is true. All right. Also joining us is our Inhuman Resources Director, that's Commander Shan. Hello. Hello. And we also have our Deputy Trade Attaché, Commander Sovereign.
2: What
3: up?
1: Hello. We also will wave hello to uh, Commander Hatter, who is helping out with the tech tonight. Hello.
4: So... Well, I'm trying to anyway.
1: <laughs> well... Unfortunately, you can't join us live in, at Twitch TV because we're having a bit of a problem. And um, as you can probably see, Ben is hanging around at Live Radio. They can
2: talk to us on Twitch TV. It should work. Oh, okay. At least that's so, something. Yeah, we are. We're being for for everyone in the future. I'm ha- we're having to do this by twitching to my personal t- Twitch channel and then hosting my Twitch channel on Live Radio. And it's all a bit of a, it's all got a bit peak Tong, hasn't it?
1: Pete Tong is an understatement, because mm. at the moment I can't even access live radio. But, you know, I can see you in, uh, on Twitch, so that'll do me. Anyway, um, so we'll just go quickly round the, the, the crew, see how they've been for the last week. So we'll start off with Commander Shan.
4: Right. Oh, gosh, what a week. Um, I have had Laminate Floor put in my office stroke computer room which involves taking every piece of wiring, cabling, computer, router, everything out and having the floor put down and I'm now in the process of putting it back. So it's it's kind of uh, Sunday was going around taking photographs of where everything was plugging into then trying to put the stuff back where I think it went based on the photographs and then realizing I'd actually had about uh, ten extension cords, twelve plugs, and five Ethernet cables. Too much, and didn't need half of it.
1: Oh, that's that's a lot.
4: So yeah, it's been 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 fun, really. And then yeah, okay. I'm just glad I haven't got to put laminate flooring down
1: again. Not 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 any time to do any. Uh... Any actual gaming this week there?
4: No, I haven't even had a chance to see if my, my HOTAS works after plugging it back in again. Um, I, I did play a little bit of Flight Sim um, over the weekend. My uh, eldest son um, offered to help, offered to help teach me how to fly planes properly, which I accepted and then proceeded to ram
1: his aeroplane as much as possible. So, Yeah, yeah. Thank you, do. As you do. Commander Souverine, how have you been? Uh, Very well,
5: thanks. Um, I have been, um, I visited uh, my family uh, in Norfolk uh, this last week. The Souvette and I went up for a couple of days, um, and that was very nice. Um, And my sister was there with her chap, and we um, just went for walks on the beach and went out for pub lunches and things, which was very fun. Um, And... um, and my mum fussed over us like uh like a mother hen as is her want. Um and then um uh I've been I haven't been playing Elite this week. I've been um I've been playing Crusader Kings 3, um, which is absolutely bloody brilliant. Um and uh, it's the first Crusader Kings game I've ever played, actually. And it's um it's a sort of strategy role-playing game. Um and I've been really enjoying it. Um and it's um and it's not through uh, lack of interest in playing Elite. It's just that I have not had very much time. I've been quite busy. Um, but I'm hoping to get back into the cockpit in the next few days. So how's the Sooth Hut hunt going? Oh, uh, uh, it's going... Well, we, we sort of put the, hut, the hunt on hold because we can't buy anywhere until we've sold our flats and they are not sold yet. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I sort of optimistically thought that um, as soon as we... As soon as we deigned to enter the housing market, everybody would just fall over themselves to to sell us a house. But um, it turns out you've actually got to sell your house before you can buy a new one if you don't have the readies. Um, and uh, so we've learnt this uh, to our cost, um, and um, we are now focusing on doing that. We've had a few a few view uh, viewings, but it's um, and they've been on the market about a month, um, but no offers yet. Uh, but I think it might be because our estate agents are. Uh, clinically useless they um they they just stuck it on right move and then and then uh and then ignored it um and occasionally i sort of say you know any bites and they like and they say oh well i'll i'll check the clicks and i'm like why are you just checking the clicks why are you not actually driving people around and showing them um so they seem a little bit passive uh so we might we might switch to somebody else before too long um but yeah no 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 nothing to announce on that front. We buy <laughs> Not quite at that that
2: uh that stage of desperation yet. Mm-hmm. Ben. What have I been doing? Uh I I went to the tenant the other day. That was good fun. Uh apart from that, game wise I've been playing Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, more Minecraft with the uh Distant Worlds two folks, um civilization. You know, keep keeping things good and eclectic basically. Um, and I, I think we'll leave it there, shall not we? I think I think
1: we shall. Um, personally, I have been um, hammering the Thargoid Scouts again, and Ben will probably be happy to know that I am now at sixty nine percent of of deadly. It's
5: taking <laughs> ages. It well, is. I know it's the most efficient way to get it, but bloody hell, it's um, getting from deadly to elite is is. It?
1: Well, I'm only I'm only playing uh, that character, that particular commander, for about quarter of an hour a day. Right. Okay. So, you know, 1% a day is, is, you know, it's taking its toll. Mm. Uh, because the, most of the other time I'm playing on the Powerplay Commander. I'm mm. playing that one for 11 hours. <laughs> it, it's weird. I mean, like I keep on saying, I didn't expect Powerplay to get, get its, um, its teeth into me that deeply, if you mm. see what I mean. And yeah, I'm still flying from one system to another and, uh, uh, avoiding, <laughs> avoiding the feds. Uh, but the, the, I now have a nemesis. I can, I can truthfully say I have a nemesis. Um, so far I have been hammered by commander XL, no, LXJFTB, uh, in the home system of the Emperor herself uh, three or four times. I managed to escape him last time, so I was over the moon about that. But, yes, he, he is, he flies for Hudson, and he is uh, he, he's very good. So,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought your nemesis was the dictionary, Colin, and pronunciation. No, my, yeah, I thought,
1: no, you're forgetting, that's my character's nemesis. My nemesis is the whole English language.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or my tongue because it doesn't seem to fit in my mouth properly. Uh, anyway. And uh, just sorry, quick, 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 so quick see
4: see if you uh, or well, for anyone listening, I guess. The r- the length of time it takes to get from harmless to deadly is the same amount of time and kills as it takes to get from deadly to elite. So once you got Gosh. to deadly you were halfway through.
5: Wow. Yep. Remarkable.
1: I know. It, it, it's it's <laughs> It's when you get to about sort of like for some reason it's about fifty six percent. You're just there going, "Oh God, it's taking too long." Mm. Well, well, when I got my
4: elite, there was no percentages in game, and I, I got my elite in a thirty two hour continuous stretch. Oh man! And it was getting to about half five in the morning, and every single kill was, "Look, is it elite? No, look, is it elite?" Because I I knew approximately how many kills. To yeah. get to get elite, and I'd gone past the figure what people had said, gone past that again what people had said, and I had no idea whether I was one kill away
1: or a hundred or a thousand kills away from doing it. I know no percentage. With without the without that percentage thing, there, I think a lot of people would give up a lot earlier than 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 they would otherwise because. <laughs> Oh, it if you keep on plugging away and there's no change and you're just looking over and you think, why am I bothering?
4: Well that was the same in Elite Classic, wasn't it? And even it First was. Encounters. Yeah, if you got to deadly, you were you're halfway there. So yeah, it's I always know. been
1: like that. I know, I remember that from the Spectrum version because I was I was there. Eventually um I got elite on the Spectrum version. But I at that point I think I was about a head's breadth of just giving up and saying you know what, I've, I've, I've put so many hours into this game, my ZX Spectrum's melting. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, th- I think it up. was 4,096 kills to get to Elite on Spectrum, and every 256 kills you got a right-on-commander.
1: You did. Because you, I've, I was waiting for the next, I think it, I'd worked out, it's something like, um someone had told me that it was 12 or 15 right-on-commanders between Deadly and Elite. And yeah, the 16
4: right commanders, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think I was up to to 15, so I was just waiting for that final one, and it, it was, oh, it was difficult. Flying around Redquat, trying to take out as many um, pirates as possible, and every, I, yeah, like you were saying, you check after every kill and go, nope, still not there yet. Although
4: there was a cheat, wasn't there,
1: for the Spectrum version. It's why they stopped
4: giving out the Elite um, lapel badge. Was because of this bug that gave you elite. Basically, I think you started a new commander. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the, Do you remember the, the the bug? I think you started a new commander, and
1: when I remember said, there being a, a a bug which stopped the uh stopped the the, the lapel badge, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was the
4: fact you could get instant elite, and they couldn't tell.
1: Yeah, well, you wouldn't be able to tell these
4: in those days. Oh, that's right. So that's why they stopped it. But yeah, I've forgotten the exact, but it was something to do with the start menu where if you, if you said do you wanted to load a new commander and you put yes and then cancelled it, it gave you elite in like a million credits or something like that. I mean, it's 30 odd years ago. So I'm sure my memory is good, but it's not that good. But yeah, something like that. And I was really annoyed actually because I really wanted to elite the Pell badge. <laughs> Cause I earned it, I earned the problem.
1: Yeah, and other news some uh, other streamers are actually showing you how to exploit a way to get trade elite in 20 minutes, and, and they're thinking, Well, yeah, anyway, so we'll quickly move on to the development news which has been happening this week. Well, we've got news of about news, something happening this this week um arthur and bruce were on the um monday lunchtime stream and they they dropped a subtle hint that something was happening and it's very important that you watch the official elite dangerous um stream this thursday uh, it normally involved a pair of mugs with a certain logo on the bottom uh, <laughs> um did anybody else think that was a little bit sneaky <laughs>
5: Oh, it was really clever. I really liked it.
1: No, I thought it was Thargoids at the mo- to begin with, but I have been corrected because due to my bad ha- um, eyesight, I've been corrected that it is the Galnet logo.
5: Mm, yeah, it, it does look a bit like a Thargoid.
1: But a modified gar- thar- um, Galnet logo—is that right? Uh,
5: no, I think, mm- it's, I, th- I think it's the original one. But there are there are two versions that there's an older one which had eight uh, arms, and there's a, a, a newer one that had seven. I think. Um, and at some point in Elite's early development, they changed it from eight arms to seven arms uh, for reasons best known to themselves. And I think they were using a, um, I think that I think the, the CMs were using the older one. And some people have been saying that that, that choice is significant. Um, more sober voices are suggesting that maybe they just Google search for the logo and that's what came, <laughs> off, and that's what came up. And that's what they stuck on the bottom of their mugs, um, which I probably subscribe to. Um, but it's pretty exciting nonetheless.
1: Yeah, I'd just like to point out it's amazing how this community are able to go into a massive 10 page flame war over whether, whether it was seven arms or eight. Oh no, did they?
4: <laughs> Do you think that sort of um, response is best befitting crane spotters? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a bit. Uh, I mean, but then. When you when you, you see this much argument happening over uh, over just a small logo between seven or eight, no wonder we have so many problems with everybody going, No, it's the gourd, no, follow the sandal, follow the gourd. <laughs> well, you know what it reminds me
4: of is the Babylon Five episode where the uh Drazi are getting elected. And
1: ah, three are and one green and one purple.
4: Yeah. It's like that. <laughs>
1: So, Ivanova's solution to that was: everybody who is green dyes their sash purple. Therefore, no fights. Classic stuff. Ah, spoiler so alert. Actually,
4: frontier. If they want to settle the issue, you should just raise up blank mugs, or <laughs> or, or, or just have them both. I'm with this idiot, and then an arrow pointing.
1: Anyway. <laughs> In addition to that, and um, Elite Dangerous had a small patch today. Oh. Yesterday, rather, um, it had an update three point seven point zero five. It was very small and basically fixed a couple of small issues. Um, issue reading the inbox while in super cruise caused the game to crash. Uh, fixed a bug with fleet carriers causing delay and disconnections when a location when entering a location where free- fleet fleet carriers were present. Uh, There's a UI focus image issue which allowed players to sell ships in the background while using carrier management. And also, they have stopped the depleted motherlode asteroids from respawning when a player flies a ship-launch fighter beyond its maximum limit. I thought they'd already fixed that one. No, I'm the only one? Okay. Um, (laughs) Afraid so. Yeah. Um, as a side note, uh, Dom from the mission development team has been on the forums helping commanders who've been stuck getting stuck with certain types of mission. So, if you have been struggling with bounty missions or the unidentified wreckage missions, uh, we've included the links to those uh, discussions on the show notes. Um, and Dom's being very, very level-headed and uh, very helpful. So, please don't be nasty to him. We want his help now. One of the things that we missed for the discussion last week was that um, in one of the articles, it said that uh, new commanders will have a choice to start on, plan- on planets on foot rather than in space. And I just wondered if I wanted everyone's opinion. I mean, does this mean that it's kind of like you have to start out on foot and work your way up to getting a ship?
5: It's cool. It's Yeah, it's interesting. I. I wouldn't have thought that you uh, I'd be very 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 surprised if that was the case um, it's the game isn't set up to be like that I imagine what it is is that you can start on foot and your sidewinder is in a, in a hangar and that you go uh, and that you go and collect it um, it's um given that they're already coding the possibility for you to not be in your ship it, it doesn't um, it doesn't seem a particularly difficult change uh, to, to just let that be a start uh, location it would be put it like this if if they didn't give you a um if they if they started you without a spaceship mm-hmm. you wouldn't have many options to your your op, your options for getting your first spaceship would be um would be very limited and basically just the the on foot missions that you could do at um at planetary hubs and for a game that is very much a space sim it would be very strange if they insisted that new players played for several hours without going to space before they could afford a spaceship um interestingly on another on a on a, on a similar linked note star citizen um is being designed so that uh when you start you start with a spaceship but if you lose your spaceship you um it is possible to it is possible to have no spaceship in star citizen it's possible to 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 fly without insurance and to lose it in a crash and then just to be stranded at a spaceport with no with no starship and um and the idea is that uh, in that game, because you can be a passenger in other people's ships, or you can stow away in other people's ships, um, that you use your your guile to get out of the situation or you do um, you do wing missions with people until you've saved up enough to buy a new starship elite is not structured like that. I don't think they're going to allow us to be passengers in e- in, a, you know, in each other's ships. So I doubt that that's going to be, um, I doubt that they will let you start with no spaceship at all.
4: That would be a bit, of, that would be fun though, wouldn't it? Cause can you imagine like a huge like Le Mans start with people sprinting towards <laughs> to, to, to nick a ship and then leave other people stranded <laughs> or, or actually more likely, yeah. you'd nick a shit and then you'd just strafe everyone running. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that there's 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 five ships and thirty commanders all running for him. Oh
4: God! It'd be yeah. like in Hunger Games, wouldn't yeah.
1: it? <laughs> you know, I was thinking more like Cannonball Run, but <laughs> of course Shan would go straight to the Hunger
5: Games, wouldn't
3: he?
5: <sighs> I'm thinking of the uh, the Dark Knight scene with the Joker breaks a pool cue in half. I've got two places. Uh, Sorry, I've got one place in my team and there's two of you. (laughs) Tryouts. Oh, God, yeah. Fight fight over my co pilot's chair.
1: Ah, dear. Well, moving on from uh, the development news, like I said, there's supposed to be this big hint that something's happening on Thursday. Um, We'll have a look at the in game events which have been happening this week. Now, apparently, there's been a bit of tension over in Leasty. Which has now been resolved. Ben, can you talk about this?
2: Yeah, I probably can, actually. So, right, um, Commander Down to Earth Astronomy, who also, well, oh, we'll talk about this anyway in a bit, but he got married at the weekend, so yay. Uh, but also, his in game faction, Terror X, and a few other Federation factions saw that they, they thought, at least, he was essentially unoccupied and unmanaged not knowing that the alliance had interests there and so X went off and made a move on Leisty. um not surprisingly the alliance factions who were babysitting Leasty using in game fa- in game non player factions uh got a bit upset about this words were said guns were traded things like that uh, mm-hmm. but we want but now after lots and lots of diplomacy and things like that, the Alliance and the groups who were wanting to get Lisi for Terror X have come to a compromise solution whereby apparently they're gonna be the Alliance is gonna help terrorx get a less contentious system in the old worlds apparently. Um, not quite sure what one they're going to go for, or if anyone's babysitting it. Because I'd have thought, personally, I'd have thought that most of the old worlds are fairly conscientious, but content, contentious issues. But got on as bad as Colin today. But we'll see what happens there. But the alliance are happy, X are happy, so I guess that's good for them. And peace is broken out once again in Leasty, So yay! <laughs> well,
1: and that it's a relief to hear. Because uh things were getting a little bit um yeah difficult. Uh in other news, the turning the wheel initiative uh is is continuing. It has made gains in LTE 5455 today, which was significant. There's a strong chance they'll be able to trigger a conflict for the control of that system in the next server tech. Uh, the Dark Wheel's expansion from HR 4979 should complete at the end of this tick, and the rabid hamsters and the hamster-like foreign commanders have prepared everything pretty much perfectly. There's little that can go wrong from there. Now, that puts them one jump away from Saul, doesn't it?
2: But yes, I think it does, basically.
1: Okay, so um, the, the Dark Wheel continues to roll forward. Right, okay, well, um, in other news... Uh, we had uh, the store alert this week Um, no newsletter of course but there are plenty of new ship skins for eagles and the diamondback scouts so uh, I guess that's uh, that's everything to do with Frontier so far Um, Ben do you want to try and run an advert uh, and we'll uh, come back with the main discussion
0: Choose a career, choose a cargo, choose a f***ing big shit, choose palladium gold and electrical tin openers, choose good health, low cholesterol and ship insurance, choose fixed interest loan repayments, choose a space station, choose your friends, choose leisure wear and matching luggage, choose a paint job and hire purchase in a range of f***ing colours, choose decals, exploration and wondering where the f***ing you are on a Sunday morning. You sitting in that chair, running mind-numbing, spirit-crushing trade routes, stuffing f***ing junk food in your mouth. And Choose rotting away at the end of it all, pissing your last in the void with no one out there to hear you bury or do anything as you drift away in cold space. And some f***ing comes along to steal your ship, your cargo, and your clothes, leaving your bones floating out in space. Choose your future, choose life. But why would I want a different like that? I choose not to choose life. I chose something else, and the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you've got onion heads? <laughs>
5: uh Main discussion. Okay, well, with what looked very much like the Galnet logo on the bottom of um Arthur tolmy and whoever it was, uh
2: Bruce,
5: Bruce's, Bruce mug, Greedo. Yeah, uh, it, the the hint is strong that uh, that Galnet will be returning, uh, I, I, and also they they emphasise very much that, that we should keep our eyes peeled on on Thursday, which is quite interesting. So, yeah, come Thursday, what do we think we're going to get? What's your view, Ben?
2: Personally, I think I think we're going to be getting story. But do we think they're going to be covering stories? Do we think they're going to be covering covering the emperor being replaced? Do we think there's going to be more in-game events like like for sake of argument would would Frontier be covering what's been going on recently in Leasty? Or what do you guys think they're going to be covering? Um, I reckon we're going to
5: get a Gallnet story. I reckon we are going to get some Gownet. I reckon it'll be fun and interesting. I think you'd be, it'd be you'd be a brave man to bet against uh, there being a Gownet story on Thursday. I think the the key is what's it going to be about. Um, because lots of things, it's an interesting position because um, they don't have any. They they've got very few devs working on the live game. Most of them are working on Odyssey. Uh, they've said they're going to scrap the fluff articles which leaves not a great deal of wriggle room um, because the fluff articles, they could churn out with no, uh, with no input from asset creators or, um, or game design um, because, you, you, you know, if you're just writing about the winking cat, you don't need to be designing new starships and new, new points of interest. Um, but, you know, if they wanted to write, if the Galnet story was going to be about the next development in the, in the Thargoid storyline, for example, you do need some buy-in from game design to facilitate that you know if you're if you're going to write about um if you're going to write about a new uh a big like a a, a new storyline or a new plot point you do sort of you, you do need somebody to to come up behind you and actually create the the assets and things that you can interact with to you that. think just speculating completely wildly um and no no
4: event is not about bread i think we've um i think that one's over you've, full you've full put that over. one in the other um, yeah yeah that's 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 done now. Um, anyway, do you think that, do you remember where we had a series of community goals and Gala articles that was all leading to various releases in-game, like the Guardian stuff or like the Wars in loose, Something like that, and it's all leading up to the ability to walk on planets. So that is the end game. So they, they mm. can they might find it difficult to just kind of go. Oh look, here you go. You can now walk on planets. Congratulations! Yay! No way. Or, no, or do you think no they'll way. build that up in story or in something or other that will lead up to us being able to walk on planets?
0: Possibly. Uh, you, you,
5: you're talking about a law. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a law, reason or law justification for.
2: Well, I, it's, I, yeah. Is I, there I, is there like, is there a law is, reason why we no. can't?
5: <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, there's not.
2: I don't think there is. Uh, yeah i think i mean i think technically if we wanted to we should be able to get out and walk around shouldn't we it's just the the game doesn't let us
5: um yeah there's no there's no your brains in a jar explanation or anything like that
2: i was just thinking there are a number of things
4: that we've talked about that would present a difficulty to walking around on planets like being squished by gravity as soon as you stepped out so i'm wondering whether they'll wrap up these obstacles, as we've, as we've said, into some MacGuffin that allows you to walk in high planets or not fly off into space on moody planets and have this MacGuffin, as I say, as part of the story.
2: Well, Commander Quo is suggesting that he, he, he has vague recollections of a Gownet article about some kind of helmet hud from a year or two ago.
5: I don't remember that don't remember ever seeing that. That's interesting. If uh, if they could uh, find a link to it... I'd Citation be, needed. Yeah, I'd be fascinated to read that.
2: I mean, I guess there could be some kind of MacGuffin. Um, or Frontier, just don't bother and just say, hey guys, you can now get out your ship. Um, There's not going
5: to be... I, I guarantee you now there will be no... Um, well, I'll say that and somebody will bet against me. And- <laughs> no doubt. But I, I would be amazed if there was going to be any law reason any law justification for getting out of your out of your chair. It would be complete nonsense. What there the may be is, what there may be is galnet breadcrumbs to story development that comes with Odyssey. Um, maybe but don't you think something yeah. like that,
4: like giving a law justification of wrapping down a story would be the best in slice bread.
5: No! <laughs> <laughs> uh no I definitely don't. Um I think it not be, half and half sliced bread. It would be not the idea yeah, it would yeah, it would it would just be um it would be like the crumbs from the narrative table if you if you sort of catch my drift.
2: Help. <laughs> yes, Norman's giving us into trouble. He's he's gonna come in and shout at us if we're not careful. He Why? is actually showing up in his ear. What what are we what are we gonna get in trouble for? Bread related jokes. You eat... Would you like a slice of toast?
5: Not eating the crust. Norman hates bread. Famously. Famously hates bread. Um shall we get back to talking yeah. about the thing that we're supposed to be talking about.
2: <laughs> yes. Go on it. Stay on target. Focus.
5: Uh, yeah. So, so as I was, as I was saying, it does beg the question of, um, is it going to be, there's a delicate line between fluff, which they said they're not going to do. They're not going to write articles that don't have, um, that, 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 that have no, uh, have that, that are just, you know, flavor pieces. Um, or, um, or is it going to be something that trails things that people can get involved with um, and and experience directly? Um, and um, uh, the, the 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 sort of middle ground between those two does not leave many options. I don't think. Does that make sense?
2: I don't think it does, to be honest. Sue. <laughs>
5: oh, okay. All right. So I guess I guess my point is, if if you're going to write, if you if you write a garnet, garnet article about um, the Winking Cat, for example, yes, there is there's no. Uh, you do not need game design to get involved in that because you're not going to be creating any assets or there's not going to be any CGs or there's not going to be anything that players can get involved with that is supported by that story about the Winking Cat. It's just a fluff piece. If you write a story about a Thargoid mothership being spotted, you are sort of writing a check that game design needs to cash at some point.
2: To go off and put in some kind of Thargoid mothership you can interact with. uh, Yeah,
5: precisely. A A lot of Galnet pieces are to a greater or lesser extent and at some point in the future, are making promises that the art team and the sound team and the game design team are gonna have to make good on in the future. Um yeah. for example, you know, the ones that trailed the scourge, you know, they did, you know, they set up the existence of the Rockforth stuff and the CGs. So given that given that there aren't very many devs working on the live game, an interesting question is what exactly are these Galnet post going to be? Are they going to oh. be fluff, which Frontier have said they're not going to do anymore, or are they going to be stuff that trails things that play, people, players can get involved with?
2: Why which can't ne- it be which necessarily sorry.
5: has dev, um, which necessarily has a dev cost?
2: Why can't it be down the middle of that and follow on from what the community is doing? You know, why couldn't Frontier be writing essentially fluff pieces exactly. all about the war in Leisty? That would be really, really cool. Loads of people, or you know, in the going back a bit, they could have done stuff about WNL or about the insane shenanigans that the Buckyball Racing Club do. Whether it's um, diving into planets at a headlong speed, whether it's races around stations, whether it's driving SRVs onto planets—you know, we all know that's all the Buckyball Racing Club and we all know it's only Alec Turner who does it. (laughs) If Alec's doing something, Frontier could write
5: about what Alec is doing. That would be very cool. Uh, Uh, It's not not something they've ever done
2: before. It's not something they've ever done before. It's technically a fluff piece in that it requires no development efforts, yet it's important, for want of a better word, Gownet News. When was okay.
4: the last Federation election? There was supposed to be one no last idea. year, I think. Sorry? There was supposed to be one last year, I think. Well, and it was deemed um,
5: illeg- illegitimate because postal votes or something. or oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it didn't happen because oh. Frontier don't really give a shit about stuff they said in 2013 basically well,
4: um, i was thinking about whether the story could be a presidential election and then if you like there being a cg related to that yeah we had we had new emperor and we all
5: had the the discounted and rank three mm-hmm. um clipper that would be very cool i we, i remember we it came up that we did a piece in i think it was I think it was sort of May or June twenty nineteen. We did a piece in Sagai on the upcoming federal elections, and we knew about these. We knew about the the timing of them and the, and the the intervals because um, because it had been covered in a very early dev diary or newsletter from Frontier in the game's early days. But obviously, all that stuff's been forgotten about now, and they don't have they they don't have that much law anymore. Um, and um, uh, and nothing ever came of it, and it was never covered in Galnet um and hudson remains the undisputed president of the federation um it would be it would be very weird if they did that now um they did however do a um they did a whole fluff storyline of the alliance um uh administration i think it was last year do you guys remember that
2: yeah i remember that with uh the pres- the not the presidential election but it was, it was the prime minister yeah um, yeah yeah Edwin mahon still being Edwin mahon but you know, elections for new prime ministers and things like that. So, yeah. But the prime minister is essentially a non-entity, that noble, and gives their monkeys about. Yeah, precisely.
5: So, I kind of feel like they did, they did the, they did the imperial succession in year one. They did the, they did alliance stuff last year, and they missed an opportunity to do the federal elections last year. Unless they rewrite mm. history and do and and decide that federal stuff's going to be this year. But I, I can't see it being something like that because they've kind of all been ticked. If you see what I mean.
2: One thing that I think would be good and could lead into elite feet would be some kind of for want of a better word again odyssey that we have to go on and we're essentially investigating things and all of a sudden come next year sometime q1 next year we can't continue that investigation in even an SRV, let alone a great big you know, spaceship that's the size of the Statue of Liberty, we have to take it down to a finer grain and get out and actually investigate on foot and um, things like that. So, you know, there's only so much that your SRV can find. Mm. So maybe you actually need to start... Come next year, we'll have to get out and have a look.
4: Yeah. You mean it's something like the, um, the Yodel van containing your spacesuit is broken down? On this planet somewhere. And well, I
2: was more thinking. You know, what I would love is, you know, how the guardian sites have what looks awfully like human-sized doors in them. Yeah, I would love to be able to walk through those human-sized doors, for example. What? Smaller than people? Pardon? weren't the guardians smaller, height-wise
4: than people? No idea. Or am I thinking of elves? I
2: thought elves are taller. Well, depending on whether you're looking at which which form of elf. Anyway, I don't I don't know. No, guardians—they were about two meters. I'm sure they said that. Well, you're going to make me go and check this in game now, aren't you? Yep. You talk about you talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to well, you try and stay on topic. I'm going to go and have a look and see how big the guardians are. How much bread do you think? Um... Oh, for Odyssey. the record, Norman actually does like bread. He watched it during the '80s. He thought it was a very good TV show. Yeah, so I was just thinking, it's going to ask, how much bread do you think Odyssey will make frontier? Do you
5: think it's- <laughs> 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 definitely on a fair amount of dough? Certainly. Um, I'd be uh, yeah, I'd be very surprised if they weren't rolling in it afterwards. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I-, I was about to say, I, it'd be
4: it be, be, be quite good if they if their um, lead designer was called Greg,
5: wouldn't it? <laughs>
2: I'm try and stay on topic. I'm actually getting pissed off now.
5: Ben's just trying to sort the wheat from the Jaff.
4: Okay, from now on, this podcast is gluten-free, okay? <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, I'm not interested anymore, then. Um, gluten's one of my favourite my favorite parts of uh, bread consumption. <laughs> oh, I don't know chip shop
4: has gluten-free cod batter and it's horrible Mm. That sounds nasty Uh, yeah so i I think it'll go either way with this cg it'll either be completely underwhelming from people because all their energy is focused on getting odyssey out the door or it will be a unraveling series of events and mysteries that leads us into odyssey i hope it's the latter but i am not i'm not giving up hope of it being that, but somehow I think it'll be the former. Uh, So you don't think there's the
5: potential for it to be a self-contained
4: story? Um, Well, we won't know if it's self-contained until After Odyssey comes out, because it may seem a self-contained story, but it contains links to things that come, so we can't tell if it's self-contained until After Event.
5: Yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah,
4: Um,
2: I guess the Federation thing would be self-contained, but, say, a Guardian snipe hunts leading into getting out on foot. It wouldn't be self-contained, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, and for the record, the Guardians were a bipedal race, and typically the and the typical Guardian was taller and more slender than the average human. They had small round eyes, a vestigial nose, and four digits on each hand. Their vision was superior to that of humans, and while their sense of smell was poorer, their senses of hearing and touch were roughly the equivalent of our own. So, yeah, slightly taller than us. What was the human like? Pardon, Pardon What was their sense of taste like? Doesn't
4: say. Probably very poor because they probably invented McDonald's or something like that, and just.
2: <laughs> oh, most of taste is actually based on smell, so I suspect it probably is
5: quite poor as well. That's a very good point, vestigial nose. Yeah, so they wouldn't, they wouldn't, for example, be able to uh, discern the <laughs> delicate aroma of uh, gently rising bread.
2: Oh, and Beetlejuice is recommending Desiramar corn for a superior alternative. Hmm.
5: Famously. Famously,
2: yeah. Uh, so they
4: couldn't. Then, so how did they move house easily then, if they couldn't have baking bread and and hot coffee on the table to make the nice smells?
2: Well, they have AIs for that, don't they?
5: Yeah, that's true. Ooh, it could be the guardian. The 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 Countlet story could be about the the guardian AI, couldn't it? The, mm-hmm. uh, the hidden caretakers of our galaxy. Wouldn't that be exciting? Could well be. Could well be. I guess. I guess my point, like, my point is that it's like. The own if if then if it's not going to if if it's not going to take up too many dev resources and it's not going to be fluff, it kind of it it would make sense if it's more mystery, if it adds to the mysteries already in the game, like, yeah. Like where are the guardian AI and what happened to Halsey, that stuff. Um, it you know th- that that would be the that that would be what I would do if I was trying to if I was trying to reinstate Galnet cheaply without without taking up too many developer resources. Um, How many people would remember that
2: story? Thousands. Oh, you you have a previously on Galnet news, don't you? <laughs> That'd be cool. I don't no, I mean, I don't think they need
5: that really. Um, somebody on the forum pointed out the other day that um, that people just um, that all you know the, the stats of how many people read an individual Galnet piece on on the, in the game itself is 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 one thing, but actually, uh, arguably the biggest consumption of them is is how much they're discussed on the forum and and elsewhere. Um, and there are loads of aggregators that scrape galnet and and compile it in various places. Um, and people do read them on Inara and, uh, and on the forum and, um, and all over the place. And they are, they've been a subject of huge amounts of discussion, um, in the history of the game. Um, so I, I agree with you that some of these storylines happened quite a long time ago, but there are thousands and thousands of people who generate a lot of, talk and excitement around the game who are really into the lore um, and um, and that that stuff those storylines are still talked about and and still causes of, of interest and intrigue in the game you know there haven't been a, there haven't been any references to to you know Raxler for for years and years and yet people still search for that
2: what about space dredges
5: well precisely yes I, that would be brilliant i'd love to see those that'd be really exciting it's yeah, um, not, i mean
2: yeah go through.
5: It's very, it's very it's 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 weird that that and the was it called the Orthrux, the Thargoid model that never made it into the game? Something what like was that. The
2: Orth- Orthrux, Orthus.
5: Orthus, something like that. It was a, a Thargoid model that we
2: briefly. Oh, pulled. there was well, people went off and pulled models from the game files. And no, it it's no, in, it was, the g- it was in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, like I thought, it, oh, maybe, yeah, it could be that. Um, that looked that yeah. like a bagel, <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, and um yeah it's it, it seems odd to me that frontier would make assets like the space dredger and the the or whatever it's called and and sort of create behavior for them and then they wouldn't end up in the game so um uh for them only for them to not end up in the game sorry so potentially they've got like a little bank of things that they've made that they could slot in um if they wanted to fairly cheaply, so yeah, maybe maybe a you know a cheap way of doing Galnet meaningfully would be a little storyline about space dredges culminating in the reintroduction of those.
2: Yeah, Wotherspoon, Tuplex, and DJ Wiley are all saying that the author spawned at an engineer base and then vanished. Yeah, exactly. uh, was that pa- Palin's place?
5: Yeah, it was in the live game. Yeah, uh, extremely briefly, uh, but it's run away now.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it- I guess we'll see what happens and when it happens, won't we? With that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but yes, it- there are definitely assets in the game files that haven't been used yet.
5: Mm, yeah, so you could potentially um, chuck some. You could potentially chuck new content in with, without a huge amount of effort if you use something like that.
2: I wonder how much developer time creating some more interstellar initiatives using in-game asset existing assets would take. Because you know, that's obviously been the way that they've used to tie things in with both Galnet and doing stuff in-game. For the Well, I would say for the past year, but it's not had anything for the past year.
4: Wouldn't that be a bit of an anti-climax, though, if all it was was just another bucket-filling exercise?
0: No, I if think it's a bucket. I
2: think, I think the first one people would love, yeah. Uh, and And if it's a bucket-filling exercise, say going out and buying votes for the Federation or doing something for a story that people are invested in already, then who cares how the mechanic's actually done so long as it's a story you're already invested in. There's no way that they would introduce a new um,
5: uh, a new Interstellar Initiative or CG and everyone would go, oh, yawn, how boring. No way. Like, pe- pe- people really miss them.
2: They do, but does the first one have to really start with a bang? You know, um, you first one back, You, I can't, kind of feel you need to grab people. And so it would be awesome if they they grab us and we all go, wow, we've got this again. And yeah, if it's uh, just a case of, well, here's a bounty hunting CG and please go and fill us with 10,000 bushels of grain, mm. then that would be a bit meh, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, it would.
5: Um I, uh but the thing is, I mean, that's the meat and potatoes of of CGs. That's how it all works.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, they, you, you wrap it up in something that people are invested in. So it's not we're not de- delivering bushels of grain. We're delivering. We're buying votes for the federation. Yeah, Same exactly. mechanics, different thing. Yeah, so there are ways of there
5: are ways of doing CGs that wouldn't be that, that would be interesting. Um, they don't have to be. They don't have to be really prosaic stuff.
4: So basically, you're bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Basically, it, yeah. I mean, the CGs work well. The CGs did used to be my bread and butter uh, back back in the day. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah me too. What other things do you think? What? Let's just go wild speculation. So, Shan, if Frontier could do anything, and they've been working on it for who cares how long? Who cares how many developers? What kind of story thing would you like to see Frontier release on Thursday? Story plot or mechanic? Both
4: mechanic, I would want something where it was possible for the players to lose and I like meaningful. losing, yeah. I mean, if you remember, A meaningful loss, yeah. You remember back there was the uh, CG that people failed, and then they found out we couldn't get gimbal beam lasers or something like yeah. that, yeah. Failed, and then Frontier listened to the crying and gave them to us anyway, <laughs> uh, you know. So, something of consequence that. The players will kick themselves for so not completing or doing. Mm-hmm. Because it's nothing like having the player base fail to motivate them to not fail next time.
2: Yeah, it mm-hmm. always suck bit, less.
4: It's Boring. Yeah,
2: always- <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that. Then that's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what about storyline for a player to fail or not fail, Shan? That's Difficult. What I would suggest,
4: I'm purely kind of thinking at the Odyssey, is Mm. say the win condition would be for the default spacesuit to have twenty minutes of oxygen. The lose condition would be for it to have fifteen minutes of oxygen by default. So that directly then ripples down into Odyssey. Yeah. If we mess it up, it makes our life walking around planets more difficult. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I'm am- a very briefy kind of CG in a way, but mm-hmm. you need a sense of jeopardy. You, you need you need to make the players care about the result to keep them hooked into what's going on. If it's just a political party or, I don't know, a, a system changes hands or something like that, you know, unless it's your system, it's not really cared. People just look at the credit rewards and go, oh, okay, well, that gives more credits. so I'll do that.
2: Yeah. What about yourself, Sue? What kind of story slash mechanic would you like us to be um, getting on
5: Thursday? I would like uh I would like the um uh the Guardian story to carry on. I think that the game there's there's too many mysteries in the game. There are too many things that um that Frontier have hinted at and uh and not driven forward at all. Um why was that mm-hmm. Diamondback Explorer moving um moving sideways very very fast near obsidian orbital why was um why was gan romero um suddenly struck by visions and and left uh his family with no explanation why was halsey talking about um seeing the unseen caretakers of our galaxy and then never mentioning it again um why is the uh why is all the uh the thargoid um signals pointing back to the one system in the coal 70 sector there are so many things in the game that we don't know and and, and some I of them are... so on back explorer had been explained i don't think it's explained i think i think i think it was i think it was dismissed i can't remember it being explained
4: if somebody no, if somebody no, can explain it then. apparently it was obsidian ant on a lady brandy trying to dock <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, that's almost but, uh, exactly what actually commander vanita was saying and he's saying the answer to all of your questions, Suv, is drugs. <laughs> just remember, kids, drugs are bad. Okay.
5: My point is that um, there's loads and loads in the game that doesn't necessarily need um, uh, doesn't necessarily need a whole lot of developer activity to make it interesting. Um, the um, uh, I, I really hope that somebody at Frontier has the answers to these questions. I really hope that they didn't just put than just say like oh let's let's chuck a load of breadcrumbs into the game um you know uh lol we don't know you know we've made all this stuff up there's no there's no you know there's no uh meaning behind any of it because that would be that would be really frustrating and, and quite disrespectful um but um and i don't think that's the case i think that frontier do have the answer to all of those questions in frontier towers and they have chosen not to tell us yet which is great because mysteries are fun um but we've had a few we've had a couple of years with nothing moving forward now and it'd be quite fun to see a bit of um a bit of movement on some of those mysteries so i would really really love to to see a bit more um to 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 see those storylines progressing i'd love to see a galnet post about an academics new paper on the guardian ai and speculating on where that could be or a galnet post revisiting gan romero and finding out where in the galaxy he is and whether he's seen any more visions um i'd love to see an interview with halsey where she extrapolates a little bit or um elaborates a little bit more on what she saw that day when uh or, or when her when starship one went missing um there are loads and loads of things in the in the galaxy that are absolutely captivating mysteries that have just stayed still uh stayed still since um since late last year or mid or actually early last year i think um so uh so yeah that may that would be my preference for what galnet spits out on thursday
2: You know, just picking up from where you've left off, you know what I would love? Time of the Thousand. And this is definitely verging on, well, game mechanics, is at the moment, obviously, Gownet News is purely a textual thing with a text-to-speech substitute in there so you can sort of listen to it read by an AI Mm. reading English badly, or reading Mm. Spanish or German or Russian things badly. Yeah. Imagine if using the new in-game models that are, be- that are being developed for Odyssey. You actually had a video of that interview with Halsey. Yeah, a bit like what Commander the Machine goes off and does, except completely using in-game assets. That'd
5: be cool. That'd be really, yeah, really like
2: cool. Do you remember the videos that people
4: found in the game folder?
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. Where they were like a mission pack. There was a mission pack thing, yes. You mean something like that? oh i i'm i'm more thinking actually just have having galnet's news have a video channel as well so we we see that. we would see halsey rec- um speak yeah. saying her interview we would see an unnamed commander investigating the guardian ruins and then who knows what happens to him um find some eggs Possible? Well, we've already found eggs in the Thargoid rooms, haven't we? They're not eggs. They, well, th- th- no, there's eggs up on the ceiling, or there's 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 something that looks suspiciously oh, like eggs up yes. on the
5: ceiling. Oh, it's it's so Geiger-esque, isn't it? I love oh, it. Co- yes, that's fantastic. I love those assets. I I really wish there were um I really wish there were more BGS missions to go and explore those. I wish there were BGS missions along the lines of um, Commander. We've read about these Thargoid sites and they're yeah. full of stuff called. Gu- um, Thargoid resin. Oh, imagine if t- like two tons of, of Thargoid res- resin and bring it back here. That that would be I would love those. That would be fantastic. You know,
2: why doesn't commander why doesn't Palin always say, I need you to go and get me stuff? You know, I yep. go to Palin's base and he says, Hey Commander, could you go and get me this please? Mm. Yep. Um I need some data from this. And it's literally getting you the data that's played when you insert all the things that Bruce was doing the other day. Yeah, that would be very. You press cool. the thing, you get your your map, and then Palin goes off and does it, and then potentially that could even drive that storyline forwards. So we actually very... know what the heck that's that map in inverted commas is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be really uh, fun. I totally agree with you, Sue, that there is so much storylines that have just fizzled out. Yeah, and it would be so awesome to get them going. What were you? What were you saying, Shan? How- thinking about it if
4: i remember correctly michael brooks was behind a lot of these storylines That would be- and obviously he's now on another game and obviously he's now holidaying with sandro somewhere and um so i suspect the chances of those being revisited are fairly slim now
5: yeah i mean i'm i'm tempted to agree with you shannon the, the cynic in me the, the, there's i feel like there's a A war between the cynic and the optimist but um the cynic in me wants to say like look come on guys the only reason that stuff was in the game in the first place is because michael brooks is a great dungeon master um he's moved on the game is now viewed as a as a as a an mmo paint job seller um and um and you're never going to see that stuff again no nobody within the frontier narrative team knows what went on with housey because none of them were there then and, and none of them care um the optimist in me says no those th- you know th- th- this stuff is this stuff is still known at frontier that the, the people directing the game and, and with the long-term future of the game in mind um know the answers to all of these questions they have plans for when they're going to reveal those answers and how they're going to let commanders work towards these solutions and um uh, and great things are ahead um it is difficult to know what uh what exactly the truth is and and the the cynic and the optimist. Each have the upper hand at various times, depending on what's going on um, in development. But uh, but I'm hopeful
4: the thing about that. You know, is going to come up eventually. It's the longer they leave it, the, few, the less and less players actually remember it and are therefore invested in it. It's almost like you're rebooting a TV series from 30 years ago. It's
2: not like reboots haven't been successful.
4: I was thinking about no, we used to reboot. What were the same people in it? If you see what I mean, you just—it's mm. never the same as you remember it. So I'm just thinking that, and also I like the idea there are there are mysteries that will never be solved because not every mystery needs a solution.
5: We probably won't, depending on whether it depends whether there are going to be any more games or not. If there's going to be an Elite Five um, or an Elite Dangerous Two or something, or an Elite Deadly then there could be potentially um then we might never see the resolution of things like where's the Thargoid homeworld and um and where is Raxler. Um if uh but if if there is no plan for um if there is no plan for those games, then we may well see Raxler being the uh, the last thing that the that we get in Elite Dangerous. My personal opinion is that um Raxler will end up being a um a gateway to a new galaxy so you know how the milky way is procedurally generated in elite yeah i think that it would be not beyond the wit of man to generate an entirely new completely different galaxy by changing the seed um and uh i think that what what frontier could do is a potentially relatively inexpensive way to give the game massive nearly infinite replayability would be to um uh, basically have it so that Raxler is a um, is a planet-sized device which grants uh, basically a wormhole to another galaxy. And players have to, and in the final year of Elite Dangerous, like in 15 years' time or something, um, players spend a year deciphering que- uh, clues and doing CGs to discern the whereabouts of Raxler. And then that is discerned, and then we finally unlock it, and boom, it is the por- a portal to an entirely new galaxy. Maybe Andromeda, maybe somewhere completely oh, well, we'll different. Have to, Sorry,
4: you know, as soon as the first clue was out, Canon would solve it in ten
5: minutes, and a whole year. <laughs> 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 true, <laughs> true
6: that.
5: Maybe, but if it, it, it was, if I was, if it was my game, and I had a a lifetime in in mind for it, I, that's what I would do. I would I would make Raxle the absolute the the biggest. Um, I'd make it the the biggest mystery, and I would have it so that it was going to be solved at the, at the at the end of the game, and I'd have it have it result in such a. A giant explosion of replayability that um, that uh, the game was able to be put in maintenance mode perfectly happily for years and years to come. Um, but there's something else that I wanted to say briefly, and that is um, that's regarding um, uh, that is shit. I've completely forgotten. It.
2: <laughs> what do you think about that, Suv, Max made a suggestion to the new map, and we don't have a galaxy for it, so we have to actually explore the galaxy to make the map and i think that. that is genius
5: yeah yeah absolutely that it, you know that nothing's explained and that may, maybe they tweak the values so that certain certain anomalous things are more likely in the new galaxy you know if you're sunsetting the game you can do anything you want right in the hmm. new galaxy they could completely change the the algorithm so that um uh so that maybe it throws up loads and loads of i don't know trinary black black hole systems or or just wacky stuff like that um and um and make it really, really incredible to explore um and um uh and it, yeah it would it would just be the ultimate exploration sandbox basically um that's what i would
2: do do you think that would have this whole raxler hunt and conclusion to that? How do you think that would tie into what the dark wheel's doing at the moment then
5: i i i don't know i would it? it wouldn't um so that that's just that's just something i thought um I've often thought what would I do if I was managing Elite Dangerous? And there are and there are a few decisions that I would make or or things that I would do. And with something that is a 30-year mystery like Raxler, you want it to be very big, you want it to be really meaningful. Ideally, you want it to exist. Um and um uh and, and, and also you 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 know, but but if David Broburn initially talked about a 10-year development uh lifetime for Elite. Um, it's been a successful game, so we can we can extend that a bit. We can maybe call it fifteen years and potentially twenty years, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at Eve Online, the you know the potential is there. Um, but at some point, if you it, you know if if it's your baby, you do want to be able to sunset it in a in a in a in a um a healthy way. And and that for and me, and this is-
2: galaxy would also be single player.
5: <laughs> I don't know. That's
2: for no single player because they want you. You need to be able to turn the servers off
5: yeah exactly exactly um but it, i i think it would be i think it'd be great fun um but anyway the um uh the it, it's not necessarily that i want a new galaxy Collins is saying that you know we, we've explored none of this one uh and already you want a new one it's not necessarily that i want it it's more that that's what i would do if um uh as, as like a the, the last thing it would, ju- it would just be such a fantastic way to say like You know, mic drop. Okay. You know, we're not going to create any more content for the game, but there you go. That's our, that's the big finale. It would be completely brilliant. I
4: think I would go the No Man's Sky ending route.
5: Oh, no.
2: (laughs) No. Well, you just press save.
5: I know. You go, you go to Raxler and then the credits roll. It would just be, No, it would be awful. It would be so bad. I don't want to spoil No Man's Sky for people, but mm. but, but just let's, just, let's just say that the, the big secret of the heart of No Man's Sky is not a good science fiction secret. It is a bullshit ending. <laughs> it's the most bullshit, <laughs> bullshit climax you've ever come across in a game or a, anything. Yeah,
0: it's deeply it's uh, right. unsatisfying.
2: Well, should we, should we move on to Community Corner? Or is there anything else we want to cover with the five seconds of Garnet sneakiness that the guys gave us that we think we can sneak into this show.
4: I think they're holding their mugs upside down.
2: would when all the tea come out?
5: Who said there's any tea in the mug. That's a good point. I, I, I also uh, dispute that there is tea in those mugs. With my tinfoil hat on.
2: <laughs> those are not the mugs you're looking for. <laughs> right, well, should we move on to the community corner then? Yeah, let's do it. As I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Down to Earth Astronomy got married the other day and my gosh is he a tall fella or his his wife now is very small I'm not quite sure which There there is a heck of a, a height discrepancy between the two of them but beautiful wedding photos and major, major, major congratulations to them um, have any of you guys I've heard about this but I haven't had a chance to watch it but Commander Exegius went off and did a very detailed Deep dive video into every single graphical setting in Elite Dangerous, uh, where he went off and showed what the setting does, what it actually means, and the frame rate hit that it causes. Nice. Yeah, lots lots of nice things. It's all it's all awesome. I love frames. Uh, oh, more frames the better, I think. Mm, yeah, 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 plural. But is then, mine. but then again, also you know, frames which are pretty frames as opposed to as opposed to sort of here's a big ugly frame is also good
5: yeah 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 absolutely yeah prettier the better
2: mm-hmm. um have you watched this yet chan or are you are you quite happy with things
4: i probably need to think about it some more I've had such a busy week pulling my office apart it's <laughs> it's kind yeah. of filled up every part of my memory trying to remember all these darn cables went
5: <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Kai has just said that Down to Earth Astronomy did a 40-minute-plus guide to every keybind in Elite. Bloody hell, these people are seriously diligent, aren't they? We've got Exigus making videos on every graphic setting. DTWA doing a guide for every keybind.
2: Bloody hell, people. To be honest, I could what? use a guide to every keybind for Star Citizen, because I don't know what some of them do yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want fights fight 2020, please? Yeah, flights in twenty twenty could use some as well. That is very true.
4: Right. Are they diligent or are they just out of desperate material? for
2: content?
5: I mean if he hadn't just got married, I would be I would be suggesting that down to earth astronomy probably needs to find a girlfriend. But uh, but given that he's just got married, that would actually probably not be very helpful advice. Well,
2: apparently Bulderbest is saying that it wasn't tea that Bruce and Arthur were drinking, it was actually ammonia. Oh ho, ho. Oh, it all comes um, out. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: probably
4: yeah.
2: Mm. yeah. Right, Sue. Do you want to cover what Sagittarius I are looking for?
5: Yes, uh, Sagittarius I. We are looking for um, raxler. No, we're not. We're looking and for bread. and bread. And bread. Yes, we're looking for really lovely fresh break, uh, fresh baked sourdough with.
2: I uh, want a sandwich, man! Damn it! Uh, sandwiches are the best.
5: Toasted, yeah. toasted ciabatta with halloumi, tomato and uh, mayonnaise and sweet chili sauces.
2: You need meat in that, soup.
5: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I always think halloumi is quite a good meat substitute.
2: Yeah, the key word there is substitute, Phil. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, all right. Ham and cheddar. Ham and cheddar and pickle, then. How's that?
2: That's actually what I had for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ham, cheddar and Branson pickle. Uh, a question for you. Would you rather have
4: a bigger hot dog sausage or a bigger roll so you can fit more in the hot dog? Bigger sausage.
2: Bigger sausage. Um, I'm actually a fan of how you get hot dogs at German markets or or indeed in Germany where you've got like a giant sausage and just this small bun which you have to hold it with.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it uh, it makes me feel superior. Yeah. Nothing worse than a giant bun. makes me feel... Uh, Makes me feel like a poor excuse for a man. Anyway, uh, Lave Radio, where uh, where elite days we talk about Mars. giant bombs. Yes, where our insecurities come out. Um, <laughs> anyways, anyway, so and I as are looking time. for. Uh, we are looking for new writers. Apparently, um, I um, uh, we uh, we're currently, um, as I explained the other day, we've uh, we've moved to uh, a podcast only format. Um, we've followed our. Uh, our audience who have migrated in droves to the podcast so we have um we have decided to go back to making that monthly so um although i'm no longer involved in production uh the excellent production team uh have just finished uh issue 28 which is a yep. brilliant hour and a bit of elite dangerous content uh covering all manner of sparkly spaceship things um and, uh, and we have uh, or the team has decided that, uh, that we'd quite like some fresh blood in the writing team. So if you can write, if you can type uh, on, a, on a keyboard and write things about spaceships uh, and understand where commas go, then uh, email info at sagittarius-i.com um, or actually it might be editor at sagittarius-i.com, thinking about it.
2: You do have a web page which you are pushing out as well. It's your web page as well, mate. Well, it's it's I it's your suppose your podcast it's, manager. It's, <laughs> so the, the Sagittarius I has a pod, has a we, web page. Yes, we, <laughs> which is Sagittarius-i dot com slash, and then if you can either look and find the jobs there or add in slash team slash jobs. Yeah, and that'll something. be in the show notes. Yeah, um, but and that's um, it, um, trying to guess what's the email address you're sending to
5: yeah precisely but uh, uh, yeah the, the if you go onto the the team bit or the drop down bit on the website you should be able to see what uh, what roles we're currently recruiting for but if you uh, if you like writing or you um or you like elite's law um and you uh, and you'd like to uh, get to know some other um, passionate players who uh who love the background of the game and creating uh, or, or augmenting the uh, the lore of the game then hop on over um we're looking for writers who can uh who can communicate convincingly about the science of the game people to review spaceships people to cover I, I don't actually know if we're doing player politics at the moment my preference is no but um but Mac might might uh, might want to do that stuff um so potentially player politics and power play um anything really um, but uh we um it's a really really great team it's really great fun to be part of um you'll be you'll be working with fantastic people and uh contributing to to one of the best and me. bits of the elite dangerous community um and uh and sadly you will have occasionally you will occasionally have to interact with ben but um but it will be brief and painless we promise
2: i'm gonna just be quiet there so, um mac the editor of sagittarius i now is saying that his editor at sagittarius i.com by the way so've if- Editor access there is So if you want to hi. email, use that. Yeah. Otherwise, I guess the web page. Right. So let's do that, 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 that. Um, Right. We've also got an email in from Commander Squirrelly Pez, who's actually raised a very valid question. And if you remember the past couple of shows, we brought up uh, how Gravity Worlds might affect us actually being able to move around or not move around at all. And, you know, we're thinking that realistic... I I think that realistic gravity is a fairly big deal. Um, And as it stands now, however, all gravity does is make our thrusters a bit shit. Um, And he's not even sure if gravity affects lateral movement. This sounds like a question, actually, for Alex Turner. It it definitely does affect lateral movement. Uh, So... If, but anyway, he's asking us if we think if Frontier were to do more realistic gra- gravity, wouldn't we black out in our ships and SUVs even before we had a chance to walk? You know, let's say you landed on a 7G world. We're not going to black out at 7G, are we? Or well, most of us wouldn't, would we? Uh, this is a really good This is a really good email. This is really great. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think we need a physics person here. I mean, I know, you know, I know that uh, average space launch on SpaceX they're they're aiming for around about three and a bit G, aren't they? I don't know. Like, but, I'm pretty sure they're they're going for about three G, and obviously they're all fine with that.
5: With all things, there's a there's a gameplay versus realism
0: uh, yeah.
2: tension,
5: um, as with all aspects of the game. Um, and um, it wouldn't surprise me if the decision has has been made at some point that um, uh, to let players interact with high G worlds and just uh, and just give us give us the ability to sustain.
2: Uh, I know wow. SRVs on low G worlds handle very differently from SRVs on anything over, you know, 0. 0.7 G.
5: Mm, Max just said yeah. that with the right suits and with some hand wavium, like yeah. performance enhancers, you could...
2: Oh, performance enhancers and, you know, you'd have suits that go off and pressure suits, basically, that squeeze your, squeezes the blood into your brain.
5: Yeah, so I mean, you'd survive seven G potentially, but you can currently you can, you can currently um, land on higher G than that. So um, you can.
2: So Max saying he he grayed out at five G. The thing is, the, is
4: I wonder because you can take it to a certain nth level of uh, sophistication. Is you know, in some sci-fi books. You yeah, had humans that come from high G world, they tend to be sh- short and stocky and
2: quite yeah, a bit dwarf-like kind of idea. Yeah.
4: So, will you be able to tailor your avatar to emulate if you grew up on a higher? Oh, state? I'd
2: like that. Because be if really cool.
4: you remember in the Expanse,
2: yeah, you, know,
4: you had the yeah. Belters, which really, really struggle the, the gravity. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you could have your. Commander being spacefaring, so therefore would be used to low gravity.
2: Well I, mean, I have that's to admit I kind of I see all of us because you know we're essentially space gypsies. You know, that's, yeah. that's basically how frontier des- described commanders and kind of explained why we're not actually allowed down on most planets is because we're, we're dirty space gypsies that no one wants to see. You know, we, we have to be dealt with, <laughs> but they don't like us, really. Yeah, but that would be very really cool, wouldn't it? If you have, you could,
4: you could. Yeah. yeah. And also, but all, yeah, it brings a lot of. Um, <laughs> well, I'm thinking, if you're walking around bases and stuff like that, will they have kids there
2: running around? Possibly. And then, yes, you could probably shoot them. No, no, no. Um, well, I'm not thinking Nanita about that. That is saying that going on hygiene worlds would be a great way to ha- to discover if you have an aneurysm or not, by the way. Um, and Kaizen is saying. At high G, over time, your heart would basically say, nope. And yeah, that's obviously, that's definitely a thing. I know we're better at, we can we can cope with fairly high Gs over a very short period of time, if I remember. Like in a cra- in a crash and things like that, the human body will be all right. But when it's a good few minutes, then yeah, you're kind of smegged.
4: I think I think they'll have some hand wavy in the seat. I mean, Yeah. Because now you get seats don't you, as a pilot, I know. Y- you do. I know eldest, Minishan, has been in a G suit and been in a centrifuge and done the high G thing. And he gets taught of how to cope with high G turns and how the, uh, the G suit will react. So it's not inconceivable that the MacGuffin we talked about earlier will be a G suit that is able to allow you to survive. And if you think about it, our SRV, when we go around high G worlds in our SRV, the gravity still affects us, even though we're in an, an SRB. So yep. we must have some handwavium things. So vitamin
2: nanomed is what Kaizen's saying to us. Is that margarine? <laughs> Possibly. Um, to, to go back to the to Commander Squirrelly
5: Pez's message, though, um, he's asking specifically about um, uh, realism and gravity uh yeah. i don't actually think that gravity is unrealistic in elite the the way that players the way that um that players respond to it, it's slightly unrealistic um as it like i don't know whether it's i mean we're a thousand years in the future in the elite or 1300 years into the future in the elite dangerous galaxy so actually you know any any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic there is no reason that there's no reason that actually frontier can't just say ah sod it, we're in the future players of you know humans have found a way to uh, you know, performance enhancers basically negate the effect of gravity. Uh, we're all fine, um, which would mean that you don't need to. We, we don't need to worry about things like greying out, or blacking out, or redding out. Um, the um, the interesting point in his email for me is that he he says that he doesn't think that the spaceships behave particularly realistically in gravity. I think they do. I think um, uh, I mean the, the the speed bowlers are the people to ask about this. But my impression of of gravity and elite is that it's actually pretty realistic um and um uh and your your lateral and vertical thrusters do uh do behave um fairly fairly realistically when you're uh when you're on different one uh, on worlds of different gravities um do you guys have, you know do you agree with that or is there something i've missed
2: it feels fairly realistic i'm more thinking about when i'm on an srv than when i'm in my ship um mm. uh, I mean, i have you know i know when i land on a high g world you re you can really tell the difference when we're landing on a point one to point three G world versus landing on say a two or three G world. You really do notice the difference in your ship's handling.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah. That's kinda of why. And I mean. you
2: really you really notice the difference in your SRV's handling.
5: Yeah, um, absolutely. And they've got those little thrusters on the wheels that yes. either push away or, or cling closer to the to the earth depending on the
2: Indeedy. Way. um I think I, mean, I think at the end of the day, so long as if we're on a low G world, it feels like we're bouncing around on a trampoline, and when we're on a high G world, we find it hard to even just like shuffle a step. Mm. That's probably realistic enough for most of us. It's going to but be. I inter- would like to see good.
5: Yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see. You know given that the game's proc gen, presumably it will be difficult for Frontier to forbid us to. I mean, they could always just say that, actually, you can't land on any world with gravity above X. Or <laughs> you can't get out of your SRV on a world with gravity greater than X. But that seems a bit clumsy. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing they'd do. So presumably, yeah. we will have the situation where players can walk around on 10G planets. It'll be very, very interesting to see what Frontier do there, because they, they historically, when they can, tack closer to realism than they do to gameplay on that, on that axis, um, that tension that we've discussed before. Um, so be, it will be really interesting to see what choice they make there.
2: Yeah, agreed. Right, so moving on, Commander Jules Verne, who works for the charity Everyone Can, is taking part in a 24-hour charity stream, Game Together. Now, Everyone Can is a society that encourages every disabled person to realise their potential, and they're, so they're able to dictate to the course of their own lives and play an active role in society. They believe in a society that includes disabled people and not excludes them. So basically, they're—I don't want to say they're a bit like special effects, but they—there is an element of crossover there. I think. Um, Jules Fern was telling me when we were just talking about things. One of the things they go off and do that they're based up Manchester Way, and they'll go and well, basically the host events. And trying to get sort of disabled people all in together and streaming with the well just playing games with each other there by the sounds of things. Uh but anyway, so more information about that can be found at everyonecan.org.uk Um and the links to that will obviously be in the show notes. And the 24 hour stream will be running from the from ten AM on Saturday the twenty-sixth of September. Through to ten a m on Sunday the twenty seventh they're you know they're a small charity, and the money any money they can get is obviously going to be really really gratefully accepted because you know they're, they're just they're a little undidddy and, diddy and they, they, they need every penny they can get at the moment because uh, they've not been able to do any local things and so on so anyway, our sister station uh Huston orbital radio, they go off and they do their broadcasts usually on a Thursday from half past eight. And you can watch that at tv.forthemog.com. And the audio for that is going to be at radio.forthemog.com. For Colin's discerning friends who enjoy a bit of CQC action, you can go and join in the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Um Thank you very much to everybody who's enjoyed this burned loaf of an episode you know we've just had fires everywhere as as will probably be visible in the stream definitely and most likely it'll also become visible in the podcast as well and i feel really really sorry for whoever's going to be editing this i know that ventura was offering soove the task but we will see so oh yeah so yeah ventura's saying soove again good i look forward to
5: Doing uh, doing that job that I have no idea how to do.
2: That's excellent. So if there's a
5: way to butcher this episode any more than we've already done, then me editing. Get you to edit it. To do, it. <laughs> right.
2: do you guys have any final words you want to say? Uh,
4: yes, I want to thank Souverine for making me want to go off and make some toast and honey.
2: <laughs> oh I've oh, got honey as well that's honey. nice dear oh
5: yeah my mum gave me a jar of honey when I was there this week that's uh, I
2: can have some toast and honey for, for my supper that's a nice I idea could, I could place. do that as well
5: I could have that as a snack
2: toast and honey
5: Shan I, oh I could kiss you genius if you weren't so, you weren't so crusty I would, uh, I, would <laughs> I would definitely consider it
2: uh, right anyway so that's it for another episode of Live Radio if you want you can get in touch with the show by emailing us at info at you can look us up on Disco- on not Discord on Facebook at facebook.com slash lave radio. We are on Twitter at, at, Laver- at radio. We have a Discord server which you can join in by going to discord.io slash lave radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders hang out and chat, which is at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Are you guys sensing a theme here? I think we I I'm definitely sensing a theme here. Please, 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 please get in touch with us. If you have any questions, that you'd like to discuss about us and that you'd like to discuss with us in this future, like Commander Pez, went off and Dud. so thank you very much to Colin, thank you to Shan, thank you to Suverine, thank you to Hatter Ventura, and PsychoCow for trying to get the seller tape out. Uh, thank you to everyone on Twitter, thank you to everybody in the elite dangerous open game for not killing me while well, I've just been spinning around basically doing nothing, trying to keep an eye on knobs and dials. I don't actually know if I have an outro, but we do have a Garnet News. Um, I guess live we'll see what we see. Podcasts will get what they get. And whatever you get, please be happy with it, because let's face it, it's free. <laughs> um, anyway, so, Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening from hopefully about 830 and God help us all, through hell or high water, streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, until next time, commanders, fly safe, and if you can do that, fly dangerous.
0: I've having
4: an orange insert in <laughs> <laughs>
0: Need a safe word. Space can be no. <laughs> I'm gonna see the galaxy.
3: we
2: Hold the fork for two seconds and I'll be right back.
7: Ongoing paucity of real galaxy information, Galnet News Digest is this week experimenting with what appears to be a more successful format. (sighs) It's slightly embarrassing. Sit back, turn your ship over to your Kovas and relax. We're turning on Super Cruise Assist. Hello Seven Commanders and welcome in. My name is Commander Watherspoon, and with me as ever is Commander Psycho Bunny. Hello my lovelies. Every week on Super Cruise Assist we talk to a different commander or organisation, find out a little bit about them and what they're up to in the galaxy. And we talk about all the things we love about the galaxy and about the amazing community
6: in the Pilots' Federation. Before starting, we just want to say thanks for being here because this podcast would not be possible without the support of listeners like you
7: today. Oh my gosh, today we're talking to Commander Thrust from Bradford. Commander Thrust is famous for having been the first commander to fly the new Sidewinder, the first commander to reach Sagittarius High and Beagle Point, the first commander to own every ship, and the first to reach Triple Elite. He single-handedly led the successful assault on the Federation during the Battle of Lu. single-handedly discovered about the return of the Thargoids, found Jack Station after its famous misjump to Colonia, and was the very first to own a fleet Commander Thrust, what is it like being the first commander to achieve literally everything?
3: Actually, I don't own a fleet carrier. I haven't flown a ship in the galaxy for, uh, oh, let me see. Must be nine months. Perhaps coming up for a year. I can't even remember where I left my ship. Probably halfway towards an orbital.
6: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Everyone can forge their own trail. There's no point sitting around waiting for the Pilots Federation to give us all meaningful things to do. You just have to get out there and get on with it.
3: Yes. Or not, as the case may be. I've been taking it easy on planet Earth for the past few months, and I've got to say, it's a lot more restful on the eyes. I mean, ringed Earth likes. You know, look great from space, but don't you sometimes wish you could get down to ground level and experience it all for yourself first-hand, feel the wind in your air and the sand between your toes? I've been staying in a beach hut on the Seychelles, it's lovely, wouldn't swap it for the world.
6: You can take control of your starship in a dangerous galaxy.
3: Or you can go solo and take control of your starship in a perfectly safe galaxy. If you're one of those min-max types, and I am, then Solo is the safest way to trade, by far. I should know, I was the first commander to amass 10 billion credits. And can I just say, you can earn ludicrous amounts by mining and trading. I have no idea how the galactic economy hasn't collapsed by the way they're handing out free credits these days.
6: And you can use all sorts of tools like EDMC and EDSM and Coriolis and ED Shipyard and Inara and that other obscure one that I keep talking about that no one else has ever heard of.
3: I've been playing a bit of Star Citizen recently. It's very pretty, you know. That is, as long as you don't mind getting your head stuck halfway through the ceiling and being left with your legs dangling in thin air. It's not very dignified.
7: OK, I think that's it for questions. Is it time? Absolutely. It's time. It's time for the lightning round. This is something we throw in at the end for a bit of fun. So please try and answer these questions as quickly and accurately as possible. They're all short answer. Are you ready? Ooh, I think I'm ready. What's your favourite ship?
3: Absolutely the Panther Clipper. I think I may be the only commander who owns one. And let me tell you, it's something special.
6: What's your least favourite
3: ship? The Merlin. Best ship. Asp. Scout, without a doubt. I think all the negativity is because people don't know how to outfit it properly.
6: And the worst chip?
3: The Medusa Intercept. Have you tried the controls on that thing? It's like you need eight limbs to operate it properly. Favourite station? Raxla Gateway. Did I say I visited the Andromeda Galaxy before I quit? It's very nice over there. Many more alien cultures. We could, We could learn a lot from them.
6: What's your favourite system?
3: That would have to be call 76 to FY-NC21-3. The Thargoid Interceptor production lines are a sight to behold. I have to say
7: True or false, there's a free Anaconda at Hutton Orbital.
3: No, I got the last one.
6: Are you Alliance, Federation, Empire or Independent? The club. Favourite power play leader?
7: Mm. What's
3: power play?
6: OK, you run out of fuel. Do you call the fuel rats or do you suicide?
7: Why are you asking me these questions? I don't fly anymore. OK, you have low hull. Hull seals, suicide or keep going. Look,
3: I can give you my referral code for Star Citizen. You get 5000 free UEC.
6: True or false, there's a free fleet carrier at Beagle Point. I don't know.
7: I haven't flown since fleet carriers. And the final question. Super Cruise Assist on... Or off. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 uh,
6: wonderful. And I must say, one of the best things about the community is how supportive we are of each other.
7: I have no friends. Well, there we are, Commander Thrust from Bradford. He's such a lovely bloke. Until next week, this is Commander Wotherspoon.
6: And Commander Psycho Bunny.
7: Handing the controls back to you. Super Cruise Assist off. Am I getting paid for this?
0: All right.
5: Thanks, guys. Ta ta for now.